0: We're starting the show. This is the start of yeah. the show, right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I guess I joined. It said that you weren't on, then I joined and you were on, so that must yeah. I
0: joined and I saw it. You were joining the call, so good timing. We're always as yeah. good at starting shows. Yeah.
1: Yes, we are. We're great. Can I? Can I?
0: Can uh, I, can you, I do you want to say welcome to the Keep Sounding Podcast?
1: Yeah. Um. Sure. Welcome to the Keep Sounding Podcast. This is Brian, joined by John. We're doing another episode where one of us is missing. Um. Brad is not feeling too great. He hasn't been since yesterday um it's it's not the coronavirus or anything like that. <laughs> I, so was no gonna worry. Ask, I was yeah, going to no, ask he, you that he said he hard. I don't know if he wants me to say what it is but it's not it's not life threatening. It's just <laughs> shitty. So um uh,
0: I get yeah. it. I get it.
1: Yeah. it you know I, it's not weird. Ahead. I've just I just I don't want to he he told <laughs> it to me in private and I never really cleared it with him if I could share it yeah. or not. So
0: yeah. I, I will say the coronavirus did a good thing. Timing was uh unfortunate with it being the peak of allergy season
1: oh my god dude because <laughs> like, have no oh man hold on one I, second oh boy. one second
0: you, okay oh. just saying stuff to fill the to fill the airspace oh, Brian, Brian's Sorry, doing I was just something. Gra-
1: i was just grabbing i was just grabbing my beer relax uh, Okay. Um, okay, okay, okay. I, I, left show. I got everything together and then i, I left my beer so, but yeah um, like my
0: girlfriend has bad allergies and yeah so like she'll be like coughing and sneezing and we get to like a sore and i was like stop that you have to stop that right now because we're going to get like shunned out of a public places if you cough in public
1: <laughs> you need to knock that off
0: yeah get them all out oh. right now wash your hands <laughs> don't cough again until you get back in the car
1: <laughs> um yeah it's funny because i was like one of the people that I work with where I, I was making a call for him today and uh, <laughs> he apparently lost his voice yesterday. Uh-huh. Um, And he, ha- he's another person. He's got, he's got horrible allergies. So I was like, yeah, uh, you know, but he's been coughing now he, he lost his voice and the other person on the other one, I was like, Oh my God! What's wrong? And I was like, no, 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 no! It's not. It's not like that. Yeah. Yeah. This is the it's, worst it, time for that.
0: It's very. Yeah. It's it's dangerous out there because you don't know who's coughing for what reason. But everybody, like everybody's congested or coughing or sneezing for one reason or another, and you just have to trust when somebody coughs and like, no, 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 it's just my allergies. And it's like, okay,
1: like, can I? Like, can I trust you?
0: <laughs> yeah. So
1: do you know that you don't have the coronavirus? Like, have
0: you been tested? Yes. <laughs> have you seen me? What? Real quick, before we talk about other stuff, have you seen, like, memes that are like, bro, what did we talk about before the coronavirus?
1: Yeah, I have seen that. And... Because it's,
0: I, it is like, it's, like, everything centers around coronavirus, but somehow I'm not tired of, like, talking about it or hearing about it yet.
1: I think it's because it's still, like, it's going to be on the, like, in at least in the back of our minds for a while now until it's yeah, not
0: it's our life. Everywhere.
1: And obviously, the internet's best way of coping with it is to make fun of it because that's oh, what you yeah. do. Yeah. Um, it, it also feels like it's been like two months since the since it <laughs> you know happened. Like, uh, yeah, yeah.
0: I saw some. I saw something that was like me talking about what the last two months of no sports have been like, and then my wife says, "Honey, it's been 19 days."
1: Oh God, has it only been 19? No, days? No, it's been, that <laughs> was a
0: few days ago. It's been. When did the NBA suspend their season? NBA suspends.
1: It's probably been what, like three and a half weeks. Uh,
0: March eleventh was when the NBA ah. suspended so their almost season.
1: A, almost a full month. Okay, we made it's not... it
0: almost a month. <laughs> um, Every...
1: <laughs> the internet has has hasn't quite fallen apart, but it's getting there. I mean, we have Sean. John...
0: Yeah, what? I've watched so many old sports. I've watched so many old sports. Yeah, there have been no real sports on TV.
1: Yeah, I've actually done that, too. I've seen I've watched a lot of old episode uh, old like games and fuck, is it boring? Like now
0: (laughs) I have week four of Red Zone from this season on my TV right now. (laughs) (laughs) And I've watched so many like 90s and 2000s NBA games and stuff. And I've been watching them like, wow, this is a different sport than what I watch right now.
1: Yeah, um, it is. It, yeah, you're, it is funny how now we're like we're now that we're really paying attention, we're like, wow, this is not the same.
0: <laughs> yeah, especially well, like when you watch, and i was sure I haven't seen any old football games, but I'm sure it'd be the same. They, like they really change over time. It's not as obvious, but when you've been watching like the modern version of a sport for several years or whatever, and then you go skip back like 20 years in time. And there's you don't see the the transition period. You're like, oh my god, what's what's happening here?
1: Yeah, you're like, how do how do we even find this entertaining?
0: <laughs> yes, how do we how do we get to this point? Like I, like I said, I haven't seen old football games yet, but like watching like a 2003 football game where they line up in the I formation and run the ball 35 times to win the game 18 to 10 because the defense has is doing nothing to adjust, and you're like, why why was this such a good sport back in the time back in the day?
1: And then you watch people take like horrifying hits, and you're like, oh my god, we're back in <laughs> the, the day. You're like...
0: <laughs> yeah, you like, oh, they used to have a segment about this. That would have been on TV. Where they're, where they're ooh and an island ah, about a guy getting knocked unconscious from a blow to the head.
1: We'd be talking about how they were getting fined for at least two days the next week. Like,
0: <laughs> like you remember when Mason Rudolph almost died? Yeah. Not, not from Miles Garrett, from the hit that he took in live action against the Ravens, I think. Yes. Like, that absolutely... Like, that happened... When that happened this season? Everybody's like, "Oh my god, I hope he's okay." And like, it was like, you know, everybody's freaking out. If that happened 15 years ago, that would have been like part of the intro cut up for Jacked Up on ESPN Monday Night Football pregame show.
1: Yeah, they'd be replaying it over and over, and you yeah. have the announcers <laughs> being like, "Oh, what a hit!"
0: I know they're like, "He got knocked." He's like, "He got knocked out cold," and then they're like, get all hyped up about it, and it's like, "Wow, this aged poorly."
1: It's like it's like watching like a like professional wrestling, except it's like real.
0: It's real. People actually getting hurt. Yeah,
1: people's I, families I, I, and livelihoods being put on the just, line, the and just years
0: knocked off their life. They got instant like just triple their odds of getting alzheimer's by the time they're like sixty, and everybody's like, "Oh, look at that guy!
1: I bet he can't feel his harms right now."
0: <laughs> yeah, I legit <laughs> think they've said that. Like, this guy might be temporarily paralyzed. What a great play! <laughs>
1: What a guy! What a defender! I, I know. Great, great football play.
0: You need guys like that on your team. Guys that will permanently give or give permanent brain damage to their opponents. That's who you want on your football team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Spe- speaking of that, how was your your all wrestling episode?
1: Uh, it was interesting. We talked a lot longer than I expected. Um, yeah, I saw it was like an hour long. It was. It was almost. I think it was an hour and a half. Actually, like I, it was. It was wild, but we we need to do more episodes like that cuz i think a lot of it took up well, a lot of what took up the time was just brad and i talking about our like um personal relationship to it and yeah. so that, that was kind of inter- that was kind of cool to dive into it was something i almost suggested but until for today but i wasn't sure how brad was feeling plus i know how brad feels about sharing anything personal on the internet so <laughs>
0: We can talk about but, we can talk about that with with uh, with football or sports.
1: Yeah, we could talk about how we get into got into the Panthers at some point. Let us let us know if that's something that might interest oh, you. We I feel can do like it like, right.
0: Should, no, you want to do it right we, now?
1: I mean, we could. I don't. We'd do it without Brad. It's nah, fine that's true. I, I I know
0: Brad. Well, I know Brad used to be an Eagles fan. I could tell that story. I don't, and I think. It's probably just but, something to do with being local. I think he got sick of the – I'm just going to tell Brad's story for him. I think he was an Eagles fan, and then he got sick of rooting for the Eagles and Andy Reid, and he lived in the Carolinas, so he's just like, well, this team's here now, so I guess I'll root for them.
1: I know he has a very strong disdain for Andy Reid, and he's obviously expressed that on the yeah. show before, <laughs> and yeah. that does make sense. Um,
0: I mean, my story was never- really boring for the Panthers in particular just because I'm, I'm born and raised in Charlotte, so I just root for Charlotte sports teams and like, like exclusively. Like I don't, I don't even root for like I don't even pay attention to the Hurricanes because they're up in Raleigh. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, it's also hockey. Like maybe if it was like the basketball team up in Raleigh, I'd pay more attention. But yeah,
1: yeah, hockey's not really your cup of tea or sport. I mean, I I like hockey, but not like to a fan's extent. Like I, mm-hmm. I'll put it on. I know what's happening. Like I learned how to. I learned how to enjoy and understand hockey by playing NHL on. Uh like PlayStation and Xbox back in the that's day. That's exactly actually.
0: how my fandom of soccer started.
1: Like, really? That's yeah.
0: Awesome. Yeah. FIFA, I think it was 2010, like World Cup was 2010 World Cup here. Yeah. Cause it's, it's in between. Olympics. So like FIFA World Cup 2010, I play, used to play it all the time. I guess I was PS3 at that time. Yeah. Um Played that all the time. And that's when I started to learn like how soccer worked to an extent. I mean, obviously like video game versions of sports are much different than the real versions of sports, but like, you get a general idea of like what the rules are and stuff. And then I enjoyed the game so much that I got right after that, which has like the clubs and stuff. So then I learned all, like started learning players and clubs and leagues and stuff. And then I was like, Oh, that's on TV. I'm going to watch those teams that I played on FIFA. And then I was like, this actually, now that I understand what's happening in the sport, it's actually kind of fun to watch.
1: Yeah, I, I actually um I mean I played soccer growing up, so like I always kinda understood it, but I um I the way that soccer went for me was I played I was not very good, like as a as a, not no, I it's not that I wasn't good, it was just that like the typical, like stereotypically good soccer player is somebody who's really good with their ball skills. Yeah. Um and that's really not what I was. Like I could kick pretty well. Um pretty You're accurately. Like yeah, that's exactly what happened was like they put me at midfield and like I played really good defense, but I, I could like never score. I, could, I couldn't get around anybody. I was always passing. So eventually they just put me a defense player. But I I remember I was playing and I was young. I was only, I was really young, but I got to a point where like we were our team was getting beaten badly. A lot of times and it was because other teams were just out physically us like. Yeah. So my coach just decided to be like, all right, well, I'm going to teach you guys how to do a proper like shoulder push on someone on the ball and when he taught me that I was like pretty tall for my age so well I still am but um so I just I'm
0: 6'3". Yeah you're pretty tall.
1: And uh and at the time at that time I was like super athletic so I just turned it into like straight up shoulder tackling a guy like Ronnie Lott style when they went after the ball (laughs) which caught a lot of fouls because the guy would go flying. Yeah
0: (laughs) there's I, I do love when soccer players do that. They do like the, oh, rapid shoulder to shoulder when they take like a beeline for the attacking player and make no effort at the ball at all. It's like you, there's <laughs> there's a limit to like the amount of contact you can you can make.
1: I, I think that the yeah, you're right. And I think that the moment where I decided I probably needed to get into a different sport was when we were playing indoor soccer. Oh, yeah, Um, because this you just so turned into hockey. Yeah, well. <laughs> It ha- What happened was in this league, I don't know if this is normal for indoor soccer, but they didn't have offsides.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know anything about like indoor soccer, like rec leagues and stuff growing
1: up. For those of you listening who don't know what offsides is in soccer, it's past the midpoint line. If a ball, if you're standing behind a defender and the ball is passed to you, you're offsides. It's you're basically, basically like
0: anti-cherry picking.
1: Yeah. Like pretty much.
0: You can't be, you can't be past a la- lot in simple terms. You can't be la- past the last offender when the ball's pa- re- like released towards you.
1: Yeah. So we were playing this one team who had like two guys who were really good mm-hmm. and they could, they could essentially get around like four people on our team. Yeah. And I was getting pissed cause I was playing defense and like, I was trying to get the ball from them, but these people kept sneaking by me who were like, not all that great, but they were essentially just standing at our goal, waiting for these guys to get past us and then Mm -hmm. score. So I got to a point where I just said, F it. And I, I just went and I checked the guy into the boards, like just (laughs) knocked him out of the game. And (laughs) the whole, whole thing stopped. And like, everyone was like, whoa, 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 what are you doing? I was like, they were cherry picking. Like, I'm (laughs) tired of them scoring on us. And, that was when I decided to get into football, despite not knowing anything about it. And so, so when,
0: so you didn't. So when did you start playing football?
1: Uh, I started playing sophomore year of high school, and there was um, there's more to it than just uh, soccer because I actually stopped playing soccer for a little bit because I focused on karate. No, oh, well. um, <laughs> it was a weird, it was a weird childhood that, for me cause,
0: I see that I was, yeah. I was like the standard, like, i I played football for one year when I was like twelve, um, on like a local league team. I. Did not have the passion to play football, and I also that because like I was a big kid, and I I'll, I'll, like you, I'm also still big. I'm six one, like two sixty or two seventy, um, and so I played like offensive and defensive line, and I was really good at it. Where like in practice, I would like dominate the other kids, but then in the game, I would get so distracted like watching the plays unfold that I would just like not do my job and then i was like yeah i don't really want to." and then the team wasn't like the team was good but the coaches like weren't very they were interested in you know how it goes they had like a a select group of kids that were like more talented than the rest so they got all the attention and all the uh the coaching so i was like this is boring i don't want to do this anymore
1: yeah now that i i definitely get that um that was my my first experience in football was a lot like that um so and I then, actually I started playing football mainly because well not only because of my affinity for knocking people the fuck out when I was <laughs> when I could, but um I got bullied a lot in school and I was just decided one day I was like, gonna play football because then I'll get big and then I'll be able to fuck people up. <laughs> I don't know, like cause yeah, I was big. always I was tall, but I was that tall and skinny kid. Yeah, and like so <clears throat> I started playing football in like sophomore year, didn't really understand the sport and um my school in Kentucky was just awful. They were bad. <laughs> like we had, we had like, like, that helps four, you though.
0: Cause it's easy to make the team. Even if you have no idea what you're doing.
1: Well, I, I was never on any teams where like, you didn't make the team. It was just that yeah. you just, you just didn't play. If you, yeah. <laughs> if you were yeah.
0: like, you're on the team. You just like the, the cuts are like who makes the first string and second string.
1: Right. Right. And um, so I played there and th- I didn't really get a whole lot of coaching as to what I should be doing. Like, I they were just like run a slant route and they'd they'd like show they'd like someone would just like run a slant route for me and i was expected to understand what exactly they just did yeah like
0: (laughs) there's no nuance like how to set it up or how to like read a defender or what you know how to sell it or stuff like that it's just like you go up and then you go in slant yeah
1: exactly that was pretty much what happened and it might have just been that i was just an idiot i don't but by my (laughs) recollection i was never really taught any of the nuances of running routes at that school um but they had like four or five kids who were pretty good and everybody else sucked. They haven't really won anything. Um, then I moved and I went to New Jersey and went to a school that had won multiple state championships. And man, the, it was very jarring, the experience I got, like they, they taught me how to run a, plop, a proper slant route. Like to this day, even though I'm not in great shape, if like I hop out on like a flag football field, I can still beat a guy on a slant pretty easily because of like what they taught me to do, which is it's pretty much just, you know, inside out or it's a, uh, inside outside in or i should say outside inside outside like plant go inside Mm -hmm. and if they're if depending on how they're playing you like outside leverage inside leverage you start you stem your route as a result of that didn't learn a damn thing about that (laughs) i can (laughs) tell you that
0: like how to set up like try to get them to turn their hips so you can cut inside of them and stuff like that it's just like because that's my experience playing fly football that's usually yeah i don't have any coaching but it's trying as best I can with my sports knowledge of how to like get people to think, basically just make them think you're doing one thing and then doing the opposite.
1: <clears throat> exactly. Like they don't, it takes a while. It takes a lot of like explaining and understanding the game to understand yeah. what like leverage has to do with running routes. Um, and then <laughs> it was even funnier because it on defense, they were like, well, what do you want to play in Kentucky? And I was like, I don't know, corner, I guess like, because <laughs> I wasn't like particularly big. So like I got pushed around all the time if I was up at the line of scrimmage. So I was like, all right, I'll play corner. And I was terrible at it. And
0: (laughs) it's a much different skill set than wide receiver.
1: Yeah. I was never like the fluid hip type guy who could like turn and run with somebody if they were running full speed at me. So then when I went to New Jersey, they were like, well, why don't you try safety? And then like the coaches explain how to read the guards. Like if the guard does this or that, this is a run play or most Mm -hmm. likely a run play. Like that's the first thing you should look at. Don't get your, Eyes in the backfield, and that—that that I like. I learned to a degree. Like, I was never really like a starter or anything like that. I played—I played a little bit here and there in like varsity, but I got like I. Granted, this is like my second or third year playing football ever, but oh, I yeah. did get like a starting job in the in junior varsity, and I'm. I think my best game ever. I had like 16 tackles as a safety, and that's, pretty, that's fun. Yeah. And it was like, it was all just like me, like understanding. It was like when it finally clicked with me, like, okay, this is like, this is what they're doing. And I had a very basic understanding of what they did because we would watch film. And I remember they ran, they always had like this tell for a screen pass and they ran it and I tackled the guy like six yards behind the line of scrimmage. And that was like the best play I ever made. Like, that, the that. plays,
0: the plays where where defenders read screen pass, like linebackers or safeties read screen passes and like meet the ball at the ball at the receiver, are always great. Uh, like great plays from the outs. Like, is it from a observer's point of view?
1: Oh yeah, you just get to see the guy get lit up. And if you yeah. if you have a somewhat, if you have a, a semi reasonable understanding of what a defender is looking at, it's it even it looks even better because you're like, damn, that was a good read. Like yeah. I, I did I tried my hand at the f- whole film scouting thing back when the Panthers drafted Ben a. Ben Benwickery and Trey Boston <laughs> and it's funny because to this day my evaluation of Trey Boston is almost 100% accurate.
0: You should do it more mm-hmm. often with safeties.
1: Yeah, like well, I just I didn't like the shit Ble- Bleacher Report called me out about Benabe Benwickery. Mm-hmm. Um that's a good story. I don't know how if I ever really <laughs> shared it with CS. No, I don't know so, that story. So yeah, I I decided to take my first crack at re at watching film with the, uh, I think this is either my first or second crack. My first crack might have been my first crack was um, I just sat down and watched film of how the Panthers used their safeties, which was really interesting to me at the time, until I found out that that was just what Ron Rivera did, no matter who their safeties were, um, <laughs> which was just that no safety really ever had the same responsi- like the same responsibility on a given play. They were both interchangeable, um. Which I thought was really cool back then, back in 2013 because they had Charles Godfrey and Mike Mitchell and Quentin Michael, um, so they had like a very diversified skill set there.
0: Um, like guys that could actually be interchanged with one another.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Like as opposed to what we have ne- or had most recently. Yeah, for real. Um, so I sat down and did my evaluation of uh of Trey Boston first, and my evaluation pretty much was. Let me I'll pull up the article actually. I'll give you my exact quotes, but um a lot of a lot of Panthers fans checked in on my article about Austin because, you know, he was the UNC guy. So obviously, yeah. like obviously they were interested in what I had to say about him. Um Oh man, I shouldn't have changed my Twitter handle. <laughs> my tw- for those of you who don't follow me on Twitter, I I like to troll about certain players and uh uh, Trey Boston is my newest guy because the Panthers released Colin Jones. Rip.
0: Yeah, you had to really, you had to kind of dig for that one because there's no obvious candidate on the roster. I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure Matt Rule will have a guy, but with a new coaching staff, there's no like coach's pet holdovers anymore.
1: Yeah. Um, ah, fuck, I can't even find it now. <laughs> um, probably buried because I didn't know how to do the. Because uh, I didn't know how to do the whole like making the article makes sense or whatever for oh analytics. the
0: the seo stuff
1: yeah well um i remember my um
0: for your title if you google cat scratch reader and then the title of it like if you like i don't know i don't know what you called it but that, i've tend to find stuff pretty well
1: yeah i'm just typing in film okay. review trey boston brian bever sluice. let's see what comes up upon further review there we go i found it um okay <laughs> So I watched three games from 2012, and at the time, I didn't realize that there were good ways of CP and uh, Canadian Panther and uh, what's-his-face Crawford usually, like, both went more like, hey, uh, this is a much better way of doing that. Um, So I said, let's see, run support. This is definitely the weakest part of Boston's game. It's not that Boston isn't willing to stick his nose in and play the run. He's just very inconsistent to the point of maddening in his tackling form. He takes yes. good angles in the box and can come hill down quick. He can come downhill quick to make a tackle. Once he's diagnosed what is happening on a play, he's quick to react and commit to a certain pass to the ball carrier. When he does decide to wrap up and form tackle, he does an excellent job of slowing down the ball carrier and allowing those rest of the defense to come help out. He's also a solid open field tackler. He just he just seemed to never allow a ball carrier to get by him if a ta- if it's a tackle him or they score a situation. However, there are a few problems with this game. For one, Sometimes he would just go for an arm tackle and flat out miss the ball carrier or get dragged. (laughs) Oftentimes it seems as though he was, wasn't entirely sure what was happening in the play before the back got to him, resulting in a poor tackle effort. He missed several tackles against Duke by arm tackling or trying to shoestring to uh, tackle a guy when it wasn't necessary. Uh, In addition, he he sometimes is late on breaking down for a tackle resulting in the ball carrier running by him or brushing him off the arm tackle. And uh, I said, there was something, one else? Uh, he also was, he's also one of those safeties who has that problem of going for the kill shot too often to give you like the teal deer. And to this day that sticks up. It's so exactly, I mean, you. you
0: basically just got a 2019 Trey Boston.
1: Yeah, like to, so fuck you people who were <laughs> hating on me in that article. I was right.
0: Um, I feel like what I thought was so surprising when we took Trey Boston, I, I don't, I mean, this is just from my memory and it's anecdotal, but I felt like there were so many UNC fans that were like, oh my God, we just, this is such a horrible pick. God can't tackle to save his life. Because <clears throat> yeah, safety was... is one of those positions. And it's like that now, because I still, I think he's massively underrated by Panthers fans. Um, yeah because yeah. i don't think anybody likes their safety if they, unless you have like an elite like earl thomas safety i think everybody thinks their safety suck it's just one of those positions
1: well the other thing is that like tackling in the nfl is a lost art um
0: yeah well they so. don't get yeah they don't get to practice it and then i think offensive players are just getting better at eluding tackles
1: yeah and on top of that in the college game not a whole lot of teams run the ball a whole lot like or yeah. at least they don't it's not the base of their offense so like a safety like Trey Boston is going to be more about making uh being a good pass defender which to his credit he he pr- he pretty much is i mean like 2019 was tough to really grade anybody on the Panthers secondary cuz after that first like half of the season their fucking whole defense fell apart um yeah. but like Boston has always been consistently like a top turnover type guy and in the end that's what gets you paid in the NFL it's what got him this 3 year contract he just signed Um, but, but like you were saying, you know, it's like that with almost every team, like their safeties are just not really good tacklers because that's not what they're trained to try and make money off doing.
0: Yeah. I think every fans of every team, I think there's a few things fans of every team think their safety, like, unless they have elite players there, they think their safeties are bad. They think their offensive line is bad and they think officials miss lots of holding on their defensive linemen.
1: Which is, which is, it's funny because you mentioned two positions where, if you have a high-end guy, they almost always go in the top 10 or 15 of the draft. Yeah. Because there's such a dearth of talent there in the NFL.
0: Like, Yeah, and I feel like people, like, I've seen a lot of comments along the lines of, like, most teams have a below-average offensive line, which makes just no, like, semantic sense. Um, I think people just have expectations that are too high. Because I think, kind of like you said, I think there's certain positions, like offensive line and safety, where there is a bigger gap between the elite and the good enough players
1: there is what there is some merit to the most teams of a below average offensive line but you can't look at from the lens of comparing one offensive line to another you should be comparing it to the relative talent of your average defensive lineman to the relative talent of your average offensive lineman i think
0: which yeah the defensive linemen tend to be more talented
1: because when you look at it from a realistic standpoint defensive linemen often get paid more money than offensive linemen like yeah. the only offensive linemen who really get paid are like your top 2 or 3 centers and guards in the league and like actually good pass blocking offensive tackles um
0: yeah and i think in general like when you hear about like athletic freaks they all play defensive line you don't hear about like this not very often like this guy is an athletic marvel playing guard or tackle like they're kind of like the you know they're kind of Against the eight ball, they're like behind the eight ball every single possession.
1: Yeah, I mean, like if they're really good at guard, it's just because they were built to play guard. Like yeah. that's that's really the only time. Like guys, like a, uh, it, it's not is it Zach Thomas who plays for the for for the Cowboys? I want to say Zach Martin. Zach Martin. There we go. Like he's he's tailor made to play guard in the NFL, where <clears throat> not every guard is. You got sometimes you get the Greg Van Rotens who are like who, they look completely lost in run support <laughs> like where. So, you know, it's, it's interesting that those two positions are so <laughs> maligned in the NFL. That was a good point to bring up, but yeah, I mean, like that's just the way the NFL is right now. I mean, if you look at it from a college person's perspective, like if you want to get drafted, which is where you're guaranteed to make money, unless you completely fuck up and like get your contract voided, even if you only make it through your first four years in the NFL, you, you made bank if you get drafted in the first or second round. Oh, yeah. So it makes sense. Um. But yeah, ben, to Ben a. Ben Wickery was the one was the other one I, dra- I I I scouted and uh some asshole from Bleacher Report called me out about him. <laughs> um So I'm not going to go through like word for word on mine but basically what I got from Ben a. Ben Wickery was he's a meh run defender but that's not really what you were looking for with him. He's a pretty good zo- I noticed that he was pretty good in zone mm-hmm. like uh he was somebody where he he played back a lot um and I was like, all right, he's a pretty good pass defender in zone. And I, I just noticed a few things about him. I was like, I don't know if he's going to be a starter right away, but I think he's, I was like, I think he certainly has the skill set to to be like a contributor in the NFL. And of course his rookie year, he ended up being a starter for the Panthers. Yeah, he's um, pretty
0: good until he broke his leg.
1: Yeah, well, he, he was pretty good. But if you think about it in hindsight now, like looking back, what, that was six years ago, the Panthers Something. also had like Melvin White, and old ass, Drayton Florence at corner, like so they, <laughs> just by
0: they, uh, by comparison, you just like the least bad.
1: Well, like they made a lot of shit work because there' there's they they yeah. were a zone heavy scheme. They had a very good front seven. Um, so in the in the highlights of the Panthers, like defense, like you know all the corners kind of look good. Where yeah,
0: because they had a very easy job.
1: Yeah, in 2016, where all of a sudden Ben A. Ben Wickery was expected to be the best corner, and, as you said, coming off a broken leg, he got absolutely shredded by Julio Jones. And <laughs> then he went on to, like, really not play a whole lot, and was, for the most part, mediocre, in my recollection, for any other team he played for. Yeah,
0: and yeah. I didn't really stick anywhere.
1: Which, you know, like... Honestly, I still felt that like Trey Boston and ben A. Benwickery were both great draft picks by Dave Gettleman, despite what you think of him, because they were fourth and fifth round picks who turned out to be multi-year starters. So on teams that were actually kind of good. So it was, it's I like felt that my, I, I felt that, you know, my, um, my evaluation of ben A. Benwickery was fair, but this asshole from Bleacher Report did like a, training camp roundup. And he was like, well, it looks like this guy was wrong because Ben A. Benwickery is going to be starting for the Panthers this year. <laughs> and I found that the guy, like it was one of those where I found it just randomly. Cause like, I like to, I like to, when I, I do a lot of uh, random radio and podcast episodes, because like back before Eric was our guy where you were supposed to forward everything to him. Um, yeah. I get hit up a lot just cause I would always do the keep the keep the well, the uh, key matchups. And the uh, recaps, so I'd have random radio stations have me call ha- call in and be like, "Hey, can you do like a two minute, you know, talk about this thing?" Where it was just a waste of my time for the most part. Yeah. Thing and uh, so I I would look those up to try and find them, and I I stumbled upon this article, and that was when Bleacher Report became my most hated enemy. <laughs>
0: your, your biggest your biggest rival was that was that what year was that? Would that have been like 2015?
1: That was 2014. 14. Would yeah. that
0: was that when Bleacher Report was still like? Because Bleacher Report kind of did a, a transformation where they did they went from being like a we're we're like an aggregator of people wanting to publish things online, so we'll post their stories for free, and they're always slideshows and they're always bad. So we're like now they're legit.
1: Yeah, that was when they were doing the slideshow thing. I <laughs> I don't Slide hate point. them as I don't hate them as much anymore because of that. Um, but that was definitely the time where they were just like clickbaiting everything, like. People would respond to articles on Twitter that I wrote, and they they'd like cite a Bleacher Report article, and I'd basically tell them to go fuck themselves in like nice way. In a <laughs> nice what, way.
0: That's what I see like FanSided as now.
1: Oh yeah, dude, horrible.
0: Yeah, they're they're no offense to anybody that writes for FanSided because I'm not saying you're personally a bad writer, but their quality of work is it's it's clearly like the the die like the we're gonna we're valuing the fact that our content exists because people are always hungry for content. We don't care if it's good. Yeah. It's just, it's just like, Hey people, when people Google Carolina Panthers news, they're going to read a bunch of our articles and they will not have any substance or value added, but people just need Carolina Panthers stuff to read. And yeah. they keep coming back.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Um, I, actually fun fact at that time fanside had tried to recruit me. Um, how did you? Were you around as like a free contributor, like just as like kind of voluntary, or did you like? Yeah, with
0: I started what, with SB Nation.
1: Yeah,
0: CSR? Yeah, I started off as a moderator because people were fighting all the times in comments. I know it's hard <laughs> to believe, <laughs> and uh, they needed moderators. So I was like, "Ooh, you mean I get to like be in control of like hiding people's comments and making sure people don't fight and Stuff like that. I And I was on the site way too much because I was a college kid. I had nothing else to do. And I didn't really have social media yet because at the time for some reason. And so I did that. And then they're like, hey, since you're moderating, do you want to write some stuff? And I'm like, sure. And then they're like, hey, since you're contributing, we need to pay you. And that's how I kind of got started. Ah. Huh. Well, but nice. yeah so i did yes i did i did work for free for a little bit why why do you ask
1: well i was just gonna give you a little rundown of of my backstory there too well well look at that we're doing we're we are doing, doing backstory anyway um <laughs> well to 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 feed into the point about fan sided but uh i just got lucky i had only been on c s r for like maybe a month mm-hmm. i hadn't even like made my own like handle yet um just're reading made- it Yeah. And they called for writers. It was when Jack was running the site and he called for writers and uh, I had always been interested in writing. I always thought I was a pretty good writer. Um, You know, I haven't really shared a whole lot of things that I've done like personally with anybody on the, on the internet, on Twitter, but I do, I do not a fair amount, but I've done some kind of like writing on my own. So I was like, all right, well, I'll take a crack at this. Like I'm,
0: I've been a
1: Panther fan for a long time. I mean, my brother and I, all we ever talk about is football. So like,
0: you know. I'm just gonna talk about it with type by typing words on the internet.
1: and obviously now, if you're listening to this podcast, you must enjoy some of our content and think that we're not complete shitheads. So I think it worked out well. <laughs> Especially but, if you're um,
0: listening this far into this episode where we're just talking about nothing.
1: yeah, <laughs> for real. Um, thanks, coronavirus. Um, so <laughs> um, so I on and I wrote for a little and I wrote a couple like fan articles just to prove myself and. CSR decided to bring me on, which at the time I thought was the coolest fucking thing ever that I was writing for a website that had like an actual following of people. Yeah. Um, I was doing it for free though. And I had never really even questioned it. Cause I was just like, this is cool. This is free exposure. I enjoy this. And I was also a college student where I would go to my class. Then between classes, I'd write an article real quick. Cause I always had like an hour and a half to myself. Yeah, um, So it was just like constructive things to do in my free time. And right before like I was brought right before I was doing anything more than just writing the kind of things that I really wanted to write about or like given like the responsibility to write like a recap after a game which is something where like that actually matters <laughs> yeah um I was recruited by fan-sided they emailed me and they're like hey we can bring you on for we'd like to bring you on we see what you've what you've done with uh, CSR um we'd like to bring you on official panthers person blah 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 write this many articles per week so my response is, okay how much are you going to pay me <laughs> and yeah. they were like well uh we can't pay you now but there's going to be opportunity to get paid in the future <laughs> and,
0: <laughs> and I was all, like, you do, all you have to do is recruit three more writers and then you will start getting paid
1: yeah <laughs> and then you'll make more money off of the writers that they recruit yeah <laughs> so, um so i thought to myself in my head i was like so I can write for CSR, which has an established following. I don't remember how many followers they had on Twitter at the time, but it was definitely in the tens. It was probably around 10,000 still. So CSR had an established following where like every time I wrote something, I got several comments, people interacting with it, yeah. which when you're writing for free, that's what you want is engagement. Mm-hmm. Um, so, <laughs> so I responded and said, so you want me to write more articles for you for free? With, like, a set amount I have to write every year, you're not going to pay me. And they were, like, in a roundabout, like, way of not being, like, uh, yeah. They were, like, uh, yeah. So.
0: Yeah, so you're telling me I have to have, I can sign up to be obligated to contribute things to your website without any compensation coming back.
1: Yeah, but what's wrong with that? With no established following either, by the way.
0: Yeah, it's not like, yeah, it's not like, well, you're going to write for us for a month and everybody's going to see it.
1: Yeah, so. That was my fan sided experience, so it doesn't (laughs) surprise me that they've turned out to be the way that they are.
0: Yeah, I think and I think it's what they they capitalize on who on that kind of person was just somebody that's like I have thoughts I want to share and then here's a a vehicle for me to share them that are like I don't have to work to get people to see it, like people to see it because they already come to this website and this website already has
1: And they probably don't have editors they're expected to edit on their own, I imagine, or like only have like grammatical editors.
0: it's, like, not always, like, people are expelling stuff wrong or, like, you know, like, errors with syntax and stuff, but just, like, the quality of it would be, like, if I were editing it, I'd be, like, I'm going to change this sentence structure or, like, this is not a clear thought. This needs to be fixed because I've had to do that with writers I've had in the past on my site that I manage.
1: Yes. We're all very proud of you, John. You've come a long yeah, thanks, way. Thanks, man. Yay, basketball. Yeah yay basketball um yeah
0: i don't have a story like like you with football because i didn't ever play like i didn't play football growing up i played basketball and baseball especially basketball
1: do you have an interesting basketball story or is that just boring too
0: um i don't think so i think i just started playing i just i was just like playing on my driveway when i was like five and then eventually my parents signed me up to play rec leagues growing up i never played for my school or anything um because i had bad like social anxiety and fear of like going out and trying to do something because of fear of failure. Like,
1: I don't blame you. The basketball players also tended to be douchebags. So.
0: Yeah, and then so I I only made an effort my senior year, but I did nothing to, like, get an in with the team before that. And you know how high school sports are. Basically, like, team coaches know who their team's going to be before tryouts, just from players that they've had in, like, previous seasons and who they know from workouts and stuff or from other – you know, like other league, like, you know, stuff outside of the school.
1: Or if Um, they have, or they know the parents pretty well.
0: Yeah. So there were like probably like one or two open spots for the team. And there was a kid that the coach who like looked the part, so to speak, um, that the coach was clearly enamored with. And uh, I was like, well, that's going to be his spot. Because I remember we had like open gym and I went to open gym and they divided us like, all right, who are the returning players? And then they took a couple kids that like they knew, from other places like you said like they knew their parents or they were familiar with them and they grouped them in with the returning players and they put them on one side of the court like going you know the side baskets on the side courts and then they put all the new players going out for the first time on the other side of the court and like every coach just watched the returning players (laughs) (laughs) it was was they basically just gave us an opportunity to play pickup basketball with like like one assistant coach like watching us casually while and they never gave us like and then even like the tryouts and stuff and like in high school, I didn't really—I was like naive and really pay attention. Like they never gave us numbers or like asked for our names and stuff. Like there's like if I was good <laughs> enough to make the team, there's no way for him to like actually pick me.
1: <laughs> Jesus Christ.
0: Yeah, so it's, it's pretty bad. But that, I mean, that is bad. Yeah, I mean, I was so I, I was good though. It's fun. It's it's a fun story to tell when I talk to people because like I I come across as the guy who used to be like really good and athletic, and then he just like. Got out of school and gained weight, but he's still like really skilled. He just doesn't have like the athleticism anymore. And people are like, "Oh, well, you played back in the day, right?" I'm like, "Oh no, I've just always been this way. I've just always been overweight and just." Hey, you're still back. making
1: an effort. You're still making an effort to be athletic. Yeah, so there yeah, you, go. you guys
0: make yeah you guys make fun of me for my my uh, my sports all the time.
1: We don't. We only make fun of you because of your <laughs> because <laughs> of how much it costs you to do it, not because of.
0: <laughs> But yeah, but now I can't play them and I'm very sad. Hmm. Um, yeah, because I, cause I was like right now, what's what's today? Thursday. Yeah, I think we'd, like we're we're right in the heart of what would have been me playing uh, basketball on Sunday early afternoon, softball Sunday early e- late afternoon early evening, and then flag football on Wednesday nights.
1: Uh, I can't even imagine that, dude. I, the last time I played flag football, I legit threw up while I was playing.
0: <laughs> I. No, I handle it fine. I um I play quarterback now. Well, I play court when my arm isn't about to fall off. Um I play quarterback, which is much easy much less taxing on the uh, vascular system than like oh, playing yeah. receivers. I would have um,
1: lo- I would love to be a good quarterback, but the the one time my my flag football team was like, "Hey, why don't you like go out there and throw a few times?" They're like, "All right, don't do that ever again."
0: <laughs> yeah. I I I I'm like to think I'm pretty good at it. Like I was throwing around before our game with, and a new guy that was on our team, he's like, are you the quarterback? I was like, yeah, he's like, oh, I could tell. I'm like, oh, that's the nicest thing he's ever said to me. That is pretty nice. <laughs> you, man. Um, but I did play receiver and stuff when my arm started hurting real bad because I've always had issues with my elbow and I did all right. I think it's because I play basketball so much. It's pretty good. Basketball, believe it or not, it's pretty good for your, for your cardio.
1: Yeah, you also learn a lot of how to use your, your body and position playing basketball. Yeah, I should, like how
0: to conserve energy and and stuff like that.
1: I tell people to this day, people are like, "Did you?" So were you ever a basketball player? And I'm like, "No, I was horrible, horrible." And they're like, <laughs> "No, you should have tried." And I'm like, "Nope, I can tell you for a fact, I would be horrible at it. I couldn't shoot, I couldn't pass, I couldn't dribble." Like
0: <laughs> you have, see, you have this. They say that because you're tall and and long limbed, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, I get the same thing. They're like, "Why don't you play football?" Because I'm, I'm, t- I'm six one, so I'm like a big person, but I'm very. I'm broad. Yeah. Um, like i built like I should be playing linebacker or something. Um, So like you play football, right? And like, no, I play basketball. Like that doesn't make any sense. Um, Yeah. So like, yeah, like I said, I played is... football one year when I was 12 and I had zero interest in ever playing again.
1: Yeah, I don't blame you. I mean, like, especially if they make you play defensive line, because that's, that's the position where you got to really like football to like yeah, yeah, enjoy yeah, yeah. it.
0: Yeah. Because you're getting
1: it, you... beat up every play.
0: The thing that my issue with sports was like, the reason I stuck with basketball, through everything is like i played baseball i never played and it was the same issue with baseball where like i was a pretty good baseball player but like i hated baseball practice like i love baseball games baseball games are really fun you get to like hang out with your friends and it's you know it's but i hated baseball practice it was like every whenever we get like practice we get rained out i'd be so excited like oh yes i don't have to go to practice today and football was the same way where i like played in the games but i hated going to practice i'm like i can never like go all in on a sport where I hate going to practice basketball. I love basketball practice. Like I miss being able to go to like basketball practices for teams. I still go to my apartment has a gym and I go in there and I like do drills and I like shoot around and stuff by myself all the time. So
1: that's awesome. 28 year old. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's good. Yeah. Like football practice wasn't the best, but there was always like those parts of practice for me that were fun. Um, my second stint in football where I was in New Jersey, our team was the, was a wing T style offense, which, Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, for those of receiver. you. Yeah. For those of you who are listening, the wing and may not know what that is. The wing T style offense, you have three fucking running backs. So <laughs> that, so if you're a wide receiver, all you do is block. So that was, even if I actually got to play with the, with the varsity, all, all I did was block. Like I remember I had one a opportunity catch, further away from the ball. I had one opportunity to catch a, to catch a touchdown pass once, in a game. And it was a, we were running a waggle and uh, I didn't know this, but the coach told the quarterback at the time that he was running the ball, no matter what on the waggle. So <laughs> the quarterback runs it, the defender blitzes right off the snap, probably because he knew that the quarterback was going to run it. So I'm standing there in the back of the end zone, like holding my hands in the air. That was actually like part of our senior little, like, cut up of all like the best moments where it's just me standing in the back at the end zone. They circle me and I'm just holding my hands up. Like I'm wide open. What are you doing? And he, he still managed to score. And you just so, see me being like, I walk up and I like, I like give him a high five, but I can, I'm clearly like pissed at him.
0: And, uh, you're dejected. Cause this should have been your touchdown.
1: Yeah. It would have been my only touchdown and reception in varsity history. For like,
0: Man, you could have thrown that to me and we both got the touchdown and said, you just ran it. And you're the only one that gets to, to enjoy the touchdown.
1: Yeah, um, But the best part of practice was <laughs> um, We had a wide receivers coach And I use that term loosely though I'm not talking <laughs> any crap on him by the way If for somehow he's listening he was great He taught me so much as a wide receiver It was just that The wide receivers didn't fucking matter for this team Like yeah. we would we would go run We we ran like we would run drills We'd catch the ball He They'd line us up in like blocking drills and stuff But we were all just off on our own We'd fuck each other up like in blocking (laughs) drills. And, uh, that part of practice was fun. What was not fun was the conditioning stuff. And what was also not fun was when I, because I was a guy who wanted to try and like prove myself, I'd go play scout team. And I didn't know this at the time. And I regret this to this day. Um, but kids always told me, Oh, if you're on scout team, like take it easy. Like, you know, it's just supposed to be for reps. But now knowing what I know now, if I was on scout team and I actually played my hundred percent, I might've like turned some heads, yeah. But I didn't do that because I thought, oh, well, I'm just supposed to be here to make sure that they get their reps in. So I'll play where I'm supposed to go, but let them catch the ball or whatever. No, I should have fucking, like, fucked people up in the backfield and stuff <laughs> like that.
0: But Yeah, but you're a kid and you're very impressionable and you're very scared of not doing the right thing.
1: Yeah, but I also had the times where on scout team where I'd be going up against offensive linemen on Pulling tosses because the guards, the guards' assignment is me, the safety. (laughs) So I get laid out because I'm not, you know, like I'm, I'm a tall guy. I'm, but I'm built like a, like a high school safety. If you imagine one in your head who's six foot three and like 170 pounds, like, (laughs) you know, an offensive guard is gonna fucking murder me. So that was always fun. (laughs) That,
0: That, by the way, that is such a foreign concept to me to weigh 170 pounds. You're two inches taller than me. Like just to talk about different how people are built differently. Um, I am six, one, my brother is like six, two and a half. So he's close to your height and he's feeling, he's about, he's a lot leaner than me. And he's like very happy with how lean he is. He's like 210 pounds and he's not like super muscular or anything. I haven't been less than 200 pounds since I was 15 years old.
1: <clears throat> the best shape of my life that I was in was probably when I was about 19. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I had stopped cause I had just graduated high school. Um, I was still lifting like crazy, like on my football schedule. I need to get back into that, by the way, which I'll use this as a reminder. Um,
0: what, to 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 get back to lifting weights.
1: Just to get back into shape. Cause that, cause I can definitely still do it. Like I'm still built basically the same, just not in the same, like you just got yeah. to capture that. I had like, I was like very like vascular looking. Like I had a lot, like yeah, kind like, of abs and like, I was like 182 pounds or something like that. And Man, get, back, I, get like, back to it, man. Looking back now, I, like ten years later, I'm like, you fucking idiot, Brian. Why did you stop doing that? Like, because now, like, I could just post a, a fucking po- picture on Instagram, and I guarantee I'd get like 50 likes if I had looked like that now at 28. Yeah. Like, but such is life. I that's, do like uh, alcohol too, so that's part of it. This, but.
0: See, my issue is, I didn't like. I, I like. I've always looked very strong, but I didn't really take, like, lifting weight seriously until recently. Um, so, like, at the time, if I did it when I was younger, for one, I'd be, like, a lot stronger than I am now. But then, like, now, like, that I've gotten a bunch of, like, I've gained a bunch of, I gained a bunch of, like, body fat. And then now I'm, like, into lifting weights and stuff. And I have, like, a good, my fat. It's like, man, why couldn't I have done this when I was younger and I could, like, shed this fat really easily?
1: Yep, such as the regret, man. We're getting
0: old. Youth youth is wasted on on the young.
1: Yeah. When you're young and invincible. I I don't even like like now, I don't I now realize how truly blessed I was at the time because I was in such great shape and I kept it going and then like you know, life happens, depression happens and you just kind of like, "Ah, fuck it." And <laughs> yeah. I'm lucky because I I didn't get fat, but I'm just like not in great shape. So
0: Yeah, you like like yeah, you're, you like aesthetically you're fine, but like functionally you're not as, as fine.
1: Yeah. I mean like that, as I was saying earlier, I was, when I played flag football, I, I still can (laughs) run routes very well. Like the team I played for when I played flag football, like two years ago was not, was like the worst team on like the whole (laughs) group we had. Like we managed to assemble like a four team group. And so because we were the worst team, I was the best receiver. So I got lined up against the best team's best defender every time. And I'd catch the ball like five or six times in the first drive. And by then I was completely gassed. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because, like we, we would have like a solid drive going because I was the offense because I could get open. Then they'd finally figure out, okay, well, let's just defend him and then we'll deal with it from there. And then like, after like two drives i'm on the sideline on my knees like <sighs> <sighs>
0: <laughs> yeah that's 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 how i get in basketball sometimes where like if i don't play a lot especially like like coming back from like i'm still working out like in my apartment but i'm not obviously not playing like basketball and i'm never going to be a runner because who does who does that and um so like the first time i go play basketball especially if i try to play like organized basketball I'm going to be on the court for like five minutes and be like, I need a sub. I need a sub right <laughs> now. Give me out of here. <laughs> I've legit, I've had games where I like, you know, like if you're like, I was, for some reason I just like had no wind and I would play, you know, I'll play like the first 10 or 12 minutes and then I'll be gas. And I'll like, I need a sub and I'll get a sub and I'll go out for a few minutes and I'll be like, all right, am I right. feeling back? everything's good i'll go back in i'll go up and down the court like twice you're like oh my god i need sub again but i can't ask for <laughs> a sub i've been on the floor for a minute and a half i can't ask for another <laughs> sub but i need it so so then it's just like like you're just like hoping like please somebody just like foul somebody so we have shoot free throws
1: <laughs> you end up just tackling a guy to get the foul. like <laughs> yeah
0: there's, it's just like they're like on a fast break and you have like all of your defense is back, but you still intentionally foul. I got to stop stopping the fast breaks. Like, it was
1: one on five. We we're fine.
0: And we had to stop it. He was, he had a whole, whole, whole head of steam. We need to let him shoot free throws.
1: Five is more than four, sir. <laughs>
0: like it's like, just, just trust me. We needed this. We needed him to shoot free throws. <laughs> or, or do the thing where, uh, when we're like getting the, when we're shooting free throws, just like, you guys, you guys go in for the rebound. I'm going to go ahead and be like the people that stand on the outside so that I can just go ahead and go to the other end of the court while you're doing this and save me a run.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'll I'll be back here in case the ball takes a really great yeah, bounce.
0: I'm going to play some defense. I'm going to go ahead and get back on defense so they can't, you know, like get a rebound and have a fast break off this free throw. So I'm just going to stand. I'm just going to walk to the other end of the court. <laughs> and then if we get the offensive rebound, I'll be back. Just, just don't worry about it.
1: Don't worry, I'll be here.
0: <laughs> I yeah. got this. Uh. <laughs> well,
1: before,
0: before we before we get off, can I can I I have a bone to pick with you?
1: Oh no, here we go. Let, let's let's pick that bone.
0: I said uh, I'm referring to our Slack chat. I said quote I'll be on in five minutes," and you said quote Okay."
1: Yeah, I was just acknowledging that. I was also like, so. I don't Fun. like K. I hate K. Yeah, I'm sorry. I I didn't mean <laughs> it that way. Like I say, I normally the only other time I would use K is if I'm mad at a girl, and <laughs>
0: that's that's what that's my when people say just the letter K to me uh, because of when I was in like my teens, I just assume they're mad at me. <laughs>
1: I'm sorry. Um, that,
0: <laughs> I know you were, but it's it's just it's just a a funny thing.
1: I was a, I was literally like. Um, approximately like an hour and a half before we started, I was like, man, I'm tired. Maybe I should tell John we're not, we shouldn't do this. And I was like, <laughs> uh, I was like, oh, I'll just like lay here for a little bit and figure out to sleep. And so when I woke up, I really don't know if I do this or not. And I'm like, like, trying to like get in doing it. And then like, when you're like, I'll be on in five minutes. I was just like, I was getting up from <laughs> my bed to go like get myself together so I was like, "Okay, just cuz I just needed to respond yeah. real quick and be like, yeah, I'll be on in 5."
0: <laughs> um, so what's really nice about having a Google phone is that my uh my phone has like pre-packaged responses to every text. It just it, it tries to guess what your likely responses could be based on the text, which is it's pretty cool. Like if somebody says something like like, "Do you know where my computer is?" It'll say stuff like "I don't know," "Not sure," stuff like that. Um, so that makes it really easy. Where I use that all the time when I to, for that same situation, where I'll just like tap the like OK button. Um, but also has some really funny things where somebody will ask me a question, mm-hmm. and it'll give me like four different ways to say no. Like it, it, it just says, "There's no way you're saying yes to this question."
1: Maybe my...
0: What'd you say? You broke those, up.
1: Those people. I'm. I'm one of those need that on my phone i need that 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 the, option to be able to the, say no in four different ways because <laughs> i'm a virgo as in like if someone texts me and they they say i want and they want to know if i want to hang out that day percent no like i i, I <laughs> oh, yeah, always yeah. need like i always need a day or two in advance to find out if I, if someone wants to hang out because i am not feeling it that day almost never
0: like, yeah i've kind of that so way that would
1: be amazing to have that <laughs>
0: It's, send a, send a message to me right now. We're gonna we're gonna play this game and do it in the message right. in our group chat with Brad, so he has no idea what's going on. <laughs> yes, I think it still does it in Slack. I know it does it oh. over text.
1: So you want to hang out?
0: <laughs> so you want to hang <laughs> out? Huh? Be great Let me see. Oh, it's not doing it for Slack.
1: All right, um, you have to text
0: me. <laughs> I'm just gonna ooh. leave it on. I'm just gonna leave it on red um but yeah it's, uh, it's classic it's, it's yeah i'm gonna let yeah we'll let brad figure that out um but yeah so that's <laughs> that's a that's a fun thing to to have if you want to ever migrate away from iphone into to a pixel
1: yeah i i've i've definitely thought about it um <clears throat> it was on my mind but as csr said by the way to all you listeners is a very very big deal um, so I take this very seriously. <laughs> so my last phone, when I was trying to, I had an iPhone for a while and it was just like, I was just like, oh, iPhone is my preferred method. But there were enough things that drove me nuts about it that I was like, okay, maybe I'll go to Android. Like my roommate works at Verizon. Actually at the time, both my roommates worked at Verizon. So they both were trying to convert me over from the iPhone side. Um, oh, they
0: both worked Verizon and both had, a uh, Androids?
1: Yes. Um. So, or at least away from the iPhone side. So I yeah. think one of them had a Samsung. I don't know. Um, What's that name? But, this?
0: Unless it's like a Windows phone.
1: Yeah. Windows phones are trash, by the way. Um, <laughs> I'll say, though, I had a fun... I one time. She used to ask for me I wrote. Her Windows or Panthers fan because of that. Say that one more um, time. Up, um... So, this girl I was talking to for a little bit had a Windows phone, and she would ask me to send her articles I had written, because uh-huh. she was a sports fan, and her phone thought she was a Panthers fan after that.
0: Well, yeah, so <laughs> because every time she's on the up- internet, it's on it's on a Panthers website.
1: Yeah, so she, <laughs> well, like, to a more alarming extent than any of our phones, like, apparently, like, it would just send her random updates from ESPN about the Panthers. Oh. <laughs> like, Yeah.
0: Yeah, my, um, the Pixel kind of does that though. But, um, or Android does that.
1: Yeah. Um, but at the, so I was thinking about this, but then my phone like just decided to suck and like it wouldn't charge or anything like that. And phone, phone calls, like people couldn't hear me. So I just decided, I was like, fuck it. And I went to the Verizon store and just got a new iPhone just because I needed it for being able to be social media manager. So, you can thank CSR and Brad for that, guys. I'm still an <laughs> iPhone user. Um, that's just how it is, man.
0: You want you want you want something cool? Sure. I've never had an iPhone or an iPad or like I've never I don't think I've owned any Apple product ever.
1: Look at you fighting against the. I am
0: I am an edge man. Lord. People like it. I don't like it. That's how it goes.
1: You know that is true. There are a few things we agree on every now and again that surprise me. So <laughs>
0: I. But, I I I I like I promise I know they come across that way sometimes though but I honestly don't do it on purpose. Well, the, Apple stuff I do because I just don't like their whole thing. But it's okay. Uh, <laughs>
1: you're not nearly as bad as Walker, so trust me, you're fine.
0: <laughs> I know. Yeah, but there's times it's it's so funny when like you guys are talking about stuff and you're like, and I like, hey, I agree with that. I agree with the common opinion here, and they're like, what? What's the <laughs> is you? Is John sick? What's, <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's 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 agreeing with the common opinion here. Like I don't I don't purposely disagree with like everything popular. It's just it's just how it goes.
1: I think that you just tend to have a uh, a more open-minded approach to almost every issue. I think I've noticed that whenever we've had discussions where it's not like you're intentionally being contrarian, it's almost like you're just looking at it from another perspective.
0: I, the thing I've I've always had growing up is I always just do things like if if I like things a certain way, I just do it a certain way. I don't really care. I don't I just do stuff for myself, you know what I mean? Like like we're talk like I talked about like you guys will probably make fun of me for what I do for like what I do to eat what I eat before games or for Panthers games. Because it's kinda weird, but it's also just something that I, I enjoy and I don't care if it's weird.
1: I don't honestly think that's that weird. I was I was wondering what your weird what your what your weird quote unquote thing was gonna be about how you what you do for Panthers games. I don't find that weird at all to be honest. I don't think I,
0: I didn't tell you guys, I don't
1: think. <clears throat> no, you didn't. We just mentioned it in our Slack chat about like things we like to eat because it was something one of our fans asked and it was like things we like to eat for game day and you mentioned something about oh, you guys are gonna roast me. Oh, I was... it's,
0: well, one thing I'll tell you right now. Um usually I get little Caesars pizza. Which is like their deep dish, which is just fine. Which is not weird. It's just a thing. It's a chain restaurant. But the other thing I like to do is I eat leftover. If I have leftover pizza from like Domino's or something, because I yes I order pizza from two different chains, Um, I always have it with chocolate milk because I love chocolate milk after cheesy food.
1: Oh God, John, what the hell?
0: <laughs> uh, but what I, uh, I make? Okay, yeah. So leftover pizza and chocolate milk. Uh, what? And um. Do you but at the I, same
1: time or afterwards? I mean
0: I I know. I mean I I when I eat food I almost always eat all of my food in segments and then I have my drink at the end.
1: Okay, that makes it a little better. <laughs>
0: no, I don't like sip no, I don't sip on drinks while I eat usually. Like okay. unless I'm at like a fast food restaurant or something. Um uh, but no, like if I get like like a burger and fries and I eat all the fries and then I have my drink um
1: Okay, that's a little better. I can understand that because I, I, my, my one roommate drinks milk all the time, oh, so I, I could totally, I could totally see like having a glass of chocolate milk after pizza. But it's having it with good. pizza would be, like, do you do you wait a little bit until like the pizza is at uh, least like gone oh, no, your no like, as
0: soon as I finish the the pizza I eat, drink chocolate milk oh what the hell <laughs> <laughs> but it's not just chocolate milk I make I make a special kind of chocolate milk, um. You like admit, put pepperoni put in...
1: flakes in it or something? What? Yeah, you put pepperoni flakes no. in it or something? No,
0: so I use like the the Nesquik powder, and I put like way is too optimal. much of. Yes, I put optimal. way too much of it in it. Um, so like I probably put in like twice the amount that it says to like serve for like a cup of milk. Um, and then I put in like a little a mini like spoonful of fiber powder. Okay, and I can some... see that. <laughs> And, you
1: say And what, what did you say? What else was it? Creatine. Oh, okay.
0: So I make like super chocolate milk. Like it's chocolate milk with like a heavy dose of fiber and creatine in it. And I drink that. I have that like once a day. Either after pizza or like with dinner or something. Because I'm an adult and I have chocolate milk with dinner.
1: I am like, proud I'm- of you for being able to do creatine and stuff still. Dude, high to, school. I'm about to school, do that right now. High school broke me when it came to like creatine and like the like uh protein shakes that you get from what is it gnc yeah protein powder oh my god dude i used to do like a protein shake in the morning for breakfast i'd have like two like deli some kind of deli meat sandwiches around like 10 o'clock then i'd eat lunch (laughs) then i'd go and I'd probably have like a banana or something around two Then I'd go to football practice and I'd eat a big meal if I didn't have. And then if I, I might work afterwards. I like my, my appetite for anything with like protein in it has like gone completely down. And I only eat like twice a day now. I feel like that just broke my, <laughs> my digestive system doing that in high school.
0: Yeah. I could see that.
1: Creatine was right also. Now I,
0: um... I noticed it? creatine was also. I was just gonna
1: say, crea- I had creatine that was flavorless too. Yeah. I, d- I drink that after we worked out, and I just can't think of drinking creatine ever again after that.
0: <laughs> well, I uh, yeah, well, I, that's why I put it in something else. Like, that's why I thought I figured the idea of like mixing other powders, like flavorless powders, with a flavored powder would make it like undetectable. Cause I what I used to do, cause I have like I would mix it in with like I, I usually just drink like the pre pack like packet, yeah package protein shakes like they just like come in a bottle like um and i used to just like mix creatine with that in a blender bottle but i could still like it wouldn't dissolve all of like the crisp like the little grains of it you know
1: yeah yeah i do know
0: so it was like i could still like it, it didn't taste like anything but i was just like drinking like sandy protein shakes um so then i had the idea of if i just mix it with other powder maybe i won't even like able to just blend in with the rest of it and it does so that's my i'm gonna like pat- I should patent that it's just like super chocolate milk.
1: i mean what i ended up doing was i just took like a bunch of strawberries like bananas and like blueberries and just blending them together in a shake yeah and then like put the protein powder in there and that was very palatable um but i know for a fact now if i tasted that even a hint of that protein i would probably want to throw up <laughs> so if you yeah. if you managed to make it work good for you good for you
0: well, it's like it's tasteless powder, and then i I have like the protein shakes I drink, I actually like enjoy the taste of them, yeah, uh, like protein shakes are, so i usually i eat i eat lunch as people do, and then like when I get home from work, I'll have like a protein shake and like some crackers or a banana or an apple or just something that's around.
1: I have a feeling the advent of the Instagram model made those kind of things more palatable.
0: the protein shakes, yeah. I think, yeah, there's a lot more of, like, the, like, what are you, like, kind of, what's it called? Just, like, small businesses, like, indie company type thing. Yes. Yeah, I know what you mean. So, like, they, they, it's like, hey, instead of just this, like, mass-produced product that everybody's been just tolerating for forever because that was all that was available, we just made a better one.
1: Yeah, one that's not just mass-produced with bullshit. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, that's, that's like, the... (laughs) That's what I. It's like, that's what I do. That's my my weird thing was like uh was when I do the leftover pizza with chocolate milk with the fiber and creatine in it that I thought like the uh, wrote.
1: Hey, it's better than me. Usually, if it's game day, I'm throwing down beer, but that's mainly because the Panthers make me sad. So
0: yeah, I don't have I don't. I mean, I have the option, I guess. I don't. I I've, I have restricted myself from that option, I guess you could say.
1: Good for you. I need to do that too.
0: I've never drank alcohol. I've told really? that. I've said that before. Yeah, never. <laughs> no alcohol, no drugs. Just lots of bad food. I don't believe you. No, I'm serious. I've never had any alcohol or any drugs or smoked any cigarettes or anything.
1: Well hey there well, hey, good for you, man. I mean that's uh, <laughs> that's that's pretty good. I mean
0: That's a a brag. But, no, know. I mean I That's a brag, know, but I'm a great person.
1: The only reason well, I shouldn't say the only reason, but the reason that I started drinking was because I played football in high school. So
0: Yeah, the peer pressure and stuff.
1: it wasn't really even peer pressure, it was just that um <clears throat> Wow, we've been going all over the place today. Um <laughs> Now, like I think I mentioned that like when I was in middle school and like early high school, I was bullied quite a bit. Yeah. Um <clears throat> So to give you guys on top of the whole football thing, but like when I was in middle school, I was like I got bullied all the time. Got thrown in trash cans, you know. I was one of those kids where, like, I got—I would go to the guidance counselor. The guidance counselor would reprimand the kid, and then I'd get, you know, bullied for it. Bullied more because
0: you—you're you're <laughs> because rat. I
1: tried to do something about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So when I moved in junior year of high school, it was a complete 180 as far as like the peer the pyramid of a, uh, or I guess the totem pole of being in high school because. I moved to New Jersey. I was on the football team already, which I was already in very good shape. Um, <clears throat> so when I moved there, everybody was like, wait, you're from Kentucky? And I was like, yeah. And they were like, so did you guys have like TVs there? Like they'd make jokes like that. And it didn't really bother me because I d- I hated Kentucky. So I would make fun <laughs> of Kentucky all the time. Um, so I just like all of a sudden I was just like all these football players who were like super popular wanted to hang out with me. Um, so I got invited to parties all the time. Like I made a ton of friends. Like I had girls who had crushes on me and shit where, which was like <laughs> completely different from being like yeah. in Kentucky where I was still the new kid, like five years after I was a new kid. Um. So yeah, like I got invited to parties there when I was, when I was younger and would go and go to parties and stuff like that and get drunk and learned early on to how to handle my alcohol. So I can say <laughs> I, I can say that I definitely haven't been one of those people where, like, I get super drunk and, like, break a bunch of shit or hurt anybody, but,
0: you know. The worst.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm also but... not one of those people. That's good. It's very good. <laughs> the only the
0: the, the the only real downside to it is uh, when, like, you, you're just, like, the designated, designated driver all the time.
1: Oh, yeah. I bet you get stuck with that a lot.
0: Yeah. It's, I usually don't mind but there it's there's like the occasionally the time where it's like you have to do this thing with us because we need somebody to drive us
1: Oh, uh, that sucks
0: but it's it's not the worst it's also and sometimes when you're sober uh if people are heavily intoxicated like sometimes it's fun because it's like you kind of feel like you're like the host of a show because you can just kind of like guide <laughs> people to say whatever you want because like they're everybody's super like you know whatever you want them to talk about they'll talk about yeah but other times when people are like too drunk you're like okay oh, hey, everybody's being really annoying right now especially if you're out in public like if you're at like a bar or something
1: yeah even though i'm i i know how you feel actually because even though i'm like a a very heavy drinker at times <laughs> i i'm uh, drinking a beer I'm right almost, now yeah Wasty. man it's gone, it's gone for this podcast um is it a corona it's it's Corona. No, it's uh, it's Blue Moon actually. Um, no,
0: I saw a guy buying Corona at Costco the other day. I was very proud of him.
1: Good for him supporting yeah. the brand. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I end up generally being like the dad figure because like I don't get to the point where I can't handle myself, so I'll be the guy who's like lugging lugging my intoxicated friend to an, into an Uber so we can get home.
0: Yeah, um, that's that's how Amanda is. Like she's like at her birthday, like holding people's hair back while they throw up in the toilet. Like her guests.
1: Yeah, uh, I've had some weird experiences with that. Yeah, we'll, well, it's another show. Time for another day. Yeah, it's probably not a great time to go <laughs> into that. Um, so now that we've um,
0: reached the second hour of the show, we're going to talk about Brian's <laughs> drunken es- ex- escapades <laughs> with, his, with his with his acquaintances. Yeah.
1: Oh, man, that would be a little weird. Like, I think too personal of a show. Yeah, that's not, yeah. <laughs> Let's not let's not get into that. Like,
0: yeah, we won't get into that. Remember, like we talked, we talked about football for a little bit here. Remember that?
1: Remember oh, that I don't know if you want to end the show anytime soon, but I did want to. I did want to make fun of PFF for a little bit.
0: Uh, real fast because I do need to. All I right, have some, I have some Warzone
1: to play. Ooh, there you go, Call of Duty Warzone. Well, yeah. um, it had to do with our earlier topic, but I just have enjoyed on Twitter when like somebody talked shit on like. I don't know, Cam Newton or whatever athlete or they praised them. Actually, it was mostly when they praised them, specifically Cam Newton, where someone would do that and PFF would come, somebody would, some random ass, you know, anime have an avatar Twitter handle would come in and say, <laughs> and say, oh, well, this is PFF grade from this year. And it's like, dude, PFF, like what this, this has to do when we were talking shit on fan sided. Um I just don't understand why people don't look at all sports sites and like take them with like a grain, like not necessarily a grain of salt, but look at them and say, this is more, this is all subjective.
0: Yeah. Like it's a, it's a tool. It's not a end all be all. Like you can use it as like a piece of evidence to support or refute an opinion, but it's not unilaterally like Cam Newton is bad, factually bad because of this one source
1: yeah, like, and it's happening a lot right now because nobody has anything to fucking do. So they're on Twitter arguing about players all the time. And they were, I forget who the guy was, but it was like, I think it was David Cla I think it was Jadavian Clowney, where they were talking about his extension because he had like, he didn't have a lot of sacks last year.
0: Which, he doesn't have a lot of sacks like any season he's played.
1: Yeah, but I think last year was only like three and a half or something like that, but... If you looked at his, like, actual, like, if you watched him play, he, you could tell he was very disruptive, which yeah. is what you want. He just wasn't getting a lot of sacks. Same, and it's almost the inverse of the guy like Vic Beasley, where for a while there people thought he was a top-tier pass rusher because he had, like, 17 and a half sacks or, like, yeah, 20 he had, sacks in one he year. He had one
0: year where he had a bunch of sacks that were, like, an unsustainably high amount of sacks just from... And
1: if you looked at his amount of sacks in regards to his pass rushing, like, like his, his percentage
0: sacks, yeah, it's like his sacks per pressure was like astronomically high as opposed to yeah. like where it was unsustainable, like every time he got past his blocker he got a sack, which is not nearly not is not a sustainable rate at all,
1: no, and it bothers me when I see people fighting about it on Twitter, and they just go, well, this is what p f f had and that's that's their argument there's no like objective <laughs> yeah. there's no objective evaluation, there's no Highlights or gifts to, to like go along with it. There's no repetition like, of
0: the information. It's just repeating piece no, of in information.
1: It's the, it's that this is his grade, so he was bad. It's like
0: like treating it like it's like a mad People treat PFF like a Madden rating. We're like in the Madden world. Like if a player is ranked like an 87, like that's their objective value. But like real yeah. life doesn't work that way.
1: Yeah, and like PFF has their has definitely has their benefits, but I remember the one guy was tweeting about wide receivers and he said something like, um, like contested or catch radius doesn't matter. And I was like, (laughs) That's an interesting opinion. (laughs) Yeah, he was like, his opinion was like, catch radius doesn't matter as long as they can get open, they can get open. And I'm just sitting there like, Okay, but Calvin Johnson under triple coverage can catch a touchdown. Like, catch radius doesn't matter, you fucking shit. Like, yeah. So.
0: It's like saying, like, quarterback accuracy doesn't.
1: It's almost like saying completion percentage means, is, is like the be all end all for quarterbacks, which is what yeah, a lot like of that's, people say.
0: Completion percentage is accuracy percentage.
1: Because Sam Bradford is the most, most accurate quarterback of all time, if you look at it that way. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I know. Step effort bad. is
0: very accurate, but it shows that that's not all that matters.
1: Yeah, it's not it's hard just... to hit a five or a five to ten yard route when you got Cam Newton throwing twenty three yards down the field to Kelvin Benjamin with like like a yard maybe of separation. Like
0: Yeah, like what what kind of completion percentage do you expect when he's throwing nothing but fifteen yard comeback routes to the sideline?
1: Yeah, like the hardest one of the hardest routes you can throw, a fifteen yard comeback route. So receivers that are bad yeah receivers who lack the ability to gain separation or are soft and don't know how to push up how to get off of defenders properly like Devin Funchess um I guess yeah. that I, I guess that's really the note I should end the show on is while you're at home if you're a sports fan and obviously you listen to this podcast and we appreciate you listening to us talk about random things all over the time we're going to continue to bring you podcasts. Next week, though, we are going to talk about the draft. But my ask of you during this time where we're all at home, sitting around, trying to figure out what to do. If you have an opinion about a football player, maybe go watch him play. Like, watch what he ha- what he does instead of just looking at his stats or looking what PFF rates him as, because that's all a quantitative evaluation where sports are really a qualitative evaluation of, that's the best way to evaluate a player is to be qualitative about it. So that's my ask of you. That's your homework is to go watch players. I'm going to give you specifically Stefan Diggs because he is one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. And I think he gets underrated, and people are like, oh, well, he, people are like, oh, he went to the Bills. So he might be okay there. I think he's going to do just fine. So,
0: well, his quarterback might prevent him, well, but he John, as an individual.
1: Yes. So just... Moral just, of the story, don't be annoying on Twitter. Yes, don't be annoying on Twitter and do some research.
0: Another conversation is to have... is I want to I meet people who troll on Twitter. Not like you trolling on Twitter, like the people who are like mean trolls on Twitter. Like, I need to meet those people.
1: I would probably punch a lot of them, to be honest.
0: Yeah, me too, but I, I want to I I understand how your brain works. I want to do a documentary on people who troll the internet maliciously
1: i can start screen capping people who reply to csr who are clearly doing all right. that all
0: right and They're, then and then we will reach out, to them and, <laughs> uh, reach out to them and we'll have like a sit-down interview where they can sit down with like no shirt on no <laughs> living room when we you know.
1: we'll have a little zoom a zoom conference to explain yeah. their, their their opinions exactly. yeah.
0: all right well uh, <laughs> thanks for listening everybody
1: yeah thanks for listening Stay healthy, stay safe, wash your hands, don't touch your face. If you have face masks, please wear them when you go in public, and uh, we will talk to you soon.
0: See you. See you later, I guess. It's present here. See you. Yeah. Bye.